0: and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you're new here, a very special welcome. I am so, so grateful to have you here, and thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. Today's episode is going to be an interview that I did with a good friend of mine, Julieta Chiara, and (sighs) this one has been a long time coming. I should have had Julieta on the podcast so much sooner, but I think I say this in the interview, it just was never like the perfect time the perfect time the perfect time i always was like i need to get julietta on the podcast but it just never was the perfect time and this was the perfect time uh, to have her on breaking butterfly and we i mean you guys will hear and you guys can see from julietta's instagram like she is like you know the life that we all like dream of just being your own boss Traveling everywhere like a life fold fold filled a life filled with just like pleasure and travel and and like everything just yummy in this life. It's literally julietta's life. It's fucking crazy. And today we're going to dive into like how she actually made that a reality. So julietta is a Pretty much just a digital nomad. She is a CEO of her own business and she is also a sex blogger. And I had this whole episode planned out to like talk about um, sex and manifesting through orgasm and um, just a lot of like, you know, confidence in your sexuality, a lot of stuff that she really preaches on her platform. But this episode ended up taking a completely different turn. So I'm going to have Julietta back on the podcast. But like I said, this is the perfect time to have Julietta on the podcast, and. You know, everything that came out in this podcast episode was completely perfect and amazing, and I know it's going to be exactly the thing that you guys need to um, maybe, you know, light a little fire under your butt, give you some motivation, because um, we really dive deep into, yeah, again, her, her life that she's living now and how she actually got there, you know, the beliefs, the manifestation, the the hard work, like everything that it took to literally be living her complete dream life, which not a lot of people can say that they live their complete dream life. So uh, I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. I hope you guys are all doing well and feeling amazing. I feel like, um, yeah, it's been a minute since I just sat down and talked with you guys. So that episode will probably be coming soon sometime this week. I want to dive into, um just some self-love journey stuff and talk about um, my personal development right now and share a little more into that. But um, that will be later on this week or maybe next week. So for now, you get this amazing, amazing, amazing episode with Julietta Chiara. You guys are going to fucking love it and love her. I know so many of you already do. And if you don't, um, her Instagram and everything will be in the show notes so you can start connecting with her. Um, And yeah, I won't make you wait any longer and here is that episode with Julietta Chiara. Alright guys, I'm here with Julieta Chiara. She is a digital media CEO, sex blogger world traveler, advocate for, <laughs> yep, I got the whole intro here, girl,
1: an advocate
0: for female pleasure, exploring kink, sexual health, and reclaiming your power in pleasure, life, and business, and she is so passionate about teaching and inspiring you to become your sexiest, most confident, and empowered self, and she is also a good friend of mine,
1: hello. Yes, bitch, thank you for the intro. <laughs> Hi, thank you for being here so fancy Um, when you say it's so crazy and I mean we'll go we'll go into this in our conversation but when you finally get all your titles like set out you're like I'm a boss bitch
0: yes (laughs) I fucking love it I'm like so grateful and excited to have Julieta on here I know I was like writing out your little intro and usually I'm like this person is a this coach and that's it or this person is this and I'm like digital media CEO sex blogger traveler all of these things, everything. Julieta is so much, and I literally, it is an honor to have her on Breaking cool. Butterfly. So thank you for being here.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. We we came up on our journeys together, which is so cool because in you know leaving good old little small Lake City, it's hard to meet anybody with like the same level of aspiration as you. Absolutely.
0: I remember still. I met Julieta like. This was like three years ago when I had first met Henry and I like went over to Henry's house just to hang out and he's like, oh yeah, Julietta needs to like stop by and like drop something off or something. And she just like came by and we we're like, hi, I'm Maddie. And you're like, hi, I'm Julietta. And we just like hugged. And that was it. I can remember specifically the first time I met you and now it's like... I would have never thought that we would both be where we are now. So. No, we,
1: we've come a long way from doing small raves in Salt Lake City with yep. skimpy little Amazon outfits to uh, <laughs> to where we are now, that's for sure. To
0: where we are now. It's fucking crazy. And like when I first started my podcast, I was just telling Henry this, I, when I first started, I was like like I always thought I'm like I want Juliet on the podcast I want her on the podcast but I kept like waiting like you were on some of our other friends podcasts and I was like oh it's not time yet it's not time it's not time and and then last night I was telling him I'm like I have an interview with Julietta today and I finally feel like I am like more on her level like it's time (laughs) like I've made it I've made it to the point where like it's I think right now is the perfect moment for us to come together and talk about all of the shit that we're about to dive into because we're just so much, uh, we're just so aligned in a lot of ways right now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it
1: universe moment because before this phone call, we, well, before this podcast, we spent actually just an hour talking about how we're going through the same shit, just yeah. different situation, you know, whether that be something in the air or some planet is fucking the other one right now. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it's interesting that all entrepreneurial and spiritual women go through these insane, like highs and lows and ebbs and flows. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the way we handle that and the way we, we move forward. Cause if there's anything that's typical about like, at least for you and I, and a lot of other women that start their own businesses is that it feels like the first Year or two, it's like an exponential. Like you're riding the mountain, right? You're up, 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 up. Then you accomplish everything you could have hoped for and more. And then you sit there at the top of the mountain and you say, "What now?"
0: This is exactly how my like a friend that's a business coach explained it to me. He's like, "Let me guess. You just hiked up the mountain. You've been running up the mountain. You're sweating. You just hiked like ten miles, and now you're at the top, and you don't know what the fuck to do." And I'm like yep <laughs> that's exactly what's
1: happening to me hundred um, percent you you reach and it doesn't and it's interesting because people might think it's different with what you do or what I do you, at the end of the day no matter what industry you're in no matter what you do it's all kind of it all kind of feels like the same process it yeah. honestly does it doesn't matter whether you're talking about manifestation or sex or sex toys or spirituality it's like we're all, we're all in it together <laughs>
0: Yes, we're all in it together, and um, that's why I think this is, like, my favorite thing in the world is to connect in this way, is to see how much we are alike, and how much people, like, they're going to listen to this uh, podcast episode, and they're probably not a confidence coach, and they're probably not a sex blogger, and they probably don't have their own, you know, branding business. And they're going to relate so much to this. And that's what I think is so special about this. So so let's like rewind. Tell everyone who you are and what you do even. And where are you located? And like give us give oh, us the wow. spiel. We want
1: to know who Julieta is. That's where it gets complicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm a person that wears many hats and many suitcases. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I do embody... And I would have never said this confidently a couple years ago because I would have thought it was kind of, I guess, like, uh, I don't know, like self-centered, but I feel like I do embody what it means to be like a true digital nomad at this point. Mm -hmm. And for right now, like just where I got started is I started a sex blog when I was probably about like 18 years old because I was going to school for human sexuality. And from there, in the middle of starting that, I had started on my manifestation journey which kind of evolved to me getting involved in doing a lot of digital media. Specifically, I have an entire company where I run social media management and content creation for adult brands. So I primarily work with sex toy brands to make their brands come to life on social media. Because at the end of the day, social media is the most important thing ever if you want to have a successful business. You no longer Mm -hmm. go on people's websites to see their products or see the reviews and stuff. You go on their social medias to see like, how they present themselves and and i found that that was my my passion alongside the blogging and from there i fulfilled my other passion which was traveling full-time so uh that's fuck we're coming up actually i wouldn't be surprised if i missed my own company anniversary i think it's <laughs> like two years or or i missed it and it's been two years
0: uh, yeah. that, that i've been
1: doing this and i've been traveling full-time but I'm in between, I'm living full-time in Tulum right now, but if I'm not here, I'm in between Barcelona and Miami and then just everywhere in between. Definitely not back to Salt Lake City. Never forget, you and I. Never
0: Never. Salt Lake City. I literally get sick every time I go there,
1: Julieta, every time, like actually
0: physically sick.
1: I just told someone, who did I tell? Our friend Colton, I told Mm -hmm. him that I get physically and energetically attacked when i go back to salt lake city that i feel like i went on a week long drug bender yeah. and i'm recovering is how i feel when i when i go back there and i get all the advice like you know block the energy be with it whatever and that's something
0: just visualize a little boundary or like a little bubble around you. I'm like, you don't understand. I get off that plane and I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like this might be TMI for my podcast listeners, but I literally have like, I am on the toilet the whole time I am there. Like sick to my stomach. My, my stomach will not stop like clenching up in knots like headaches, like can't breathe. And I'll like go get a massage and like, you know, do breathing techniques, oils. I'm like, it's just this place
1: there. And there's some places, you know, you, you go through these sharp evolutions and obviously my story is a really intense one. Like I went from being 18 years old, 18, 19 years old when I met you working full-time retail to now basically owning two to three different companies that I juggle at the same time while also never even having a stable home. So I feel that when you evolve and you work really hard to leave somewhere, Mm-hmm. That your your body, your energy, like everything inside of you just kind of repels what used to be. Because yes. for me, I, I do channel in a lot of ways. I'm trying to move away from this mentality because obviously I'm not going to avoid my family. I'm mm-hmm. not going to avoid like my friends and stuff that are in a spot. But I think I've always associated the idea of going back home as almost like a backtracking. As in like, this is... You know, this is where I go if things go wrong. And so going back to it, it kind of feels like a weird time warp, but I'm trying to change that narrative to appreciate it as in you've grown so much. You're doing such amazing things. Like how, like what an opportunity it is that you work so hard to get out of this place and do some cool shit. Right? Yep.
0: Yeah. I think that my body probably just kind of starts freaking out when I go back to that energy because... Yeah. that was such a low moment for me. And I, yeah, I was not who I wanted to be. I really hated who I was for most. of I mean, the last couple of years when when we met and stuff, like I was doing much better and I had found raving and I had found Henry and my friends and everything. But I think there's just an aspect of that place where, yeah, the new evolved me is like, no, I don't want to be that old person. I don't want to be that old person. And I love the perspective of, seeing it more as like oh this is kind of amazing that this happens because that means i have evolved this much yeah i just wish my body would get the message yeah because my body's like no
1: this is probably also tmi but last time i went to utah which was in september for my birthday yeah so dry there the air is horrible whatever and i came from tulum I'm, i'm in literally one of the most like humid caribbean style places I got a dry patch on my scalp that is still not gone and yeah. i feel like it's like a humble reminder it's like work harder bitch don't go <laughs> don't go back don't no, go back no. this is why you don't go back don't go back but i think it's an important uh and we'll cover this in our conversation today but i think maybe some of what triggers that almost like the physical visceral reaction which i think everybody has a place where that gets triggered. I really do think they do. And I think it's because it's a very physical embodiment of what complacency looks and feels like. And what I mean by that, and this might sound insulting to anybody living in Utah, but I'm just going to say it because it's so, like, it's my truth and I have to. Every time I go back to Utah, I feel like I've been in a time warp where nothing has changed. I go back, and I know exactly where I'm gonna find people at exactly what times of the day, and I know exactly, you know, what's going on on a Friday night. For it's the same shit that's been going on for the past eight, nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. It, I go there, and I'm like, this is like it feels like the fucking Twilight Zone.
0: And everyone's the same.
1: Everyone's like the exact same.
0: Not, not even like in a growth. Place like there's people that I knew back in high school and they're still the same that they were in high school. But also, speaking of like, everyone there looks the same. Like they all dress the same. They have yeah. the same hairstyle. They have the same shoes. Like you, you're living in like a bubble world where there's like no diversity.
1: Even. Yeah. I know like, that I, I know that every single day I will find you at Vasa Fitness at 6:45 p.m. Yes. And exactly. for me that's fucking scary. If anybody knows that my life is that repetitive and, and they can know where I'm going to be just by default, it, you know, it's, it's insane to me. I've tried to foster such a life of like freedom and being able to like really move around and, and make you know make life work for you, not you work for life. And so I think that's really where it triggers that. But then again, I feel like that drive and that incredible energy that we have to do and be better, it it also sabotages in the way that we've done such amazing things. And now we're at the top of that mountain. And now we're hitting the the now what? Yeah. The now what? The The now now what? The now what? I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I actually... I posted about this. I've been writing about this in my journal that I've been feeling these immense, immense emotions of gratitude because in the energy work I've been doing with some of my healers, they're always asking me, like, we want you to write your ideal life, like write your ideal life as it, as it happened. And in these exercises, most of the time I'm already writing about the life I already have. I'm actually, you know, I think about it and I'm like, I am living my dream life and I'm so Grateful for that. You know, anything I write is all, honestly more of just like a bonus, a treat, mm-hmm. a, something that like that would be cool, but I can't mentally look at anything that I want to like, there's something that I want to manifest, but I'm like, in terms of like, where I want to live, what I want to be doing, how I want my life to flow, I'm already there. And so that only worsens the now mm-hmm. what, because I'm like, how do I expand this thinking into knowing I could deserve bigger and better, but still being incredibly grateful that Like, I've I've satisfied those needs.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, first of all, it's just fucking crazy that you are living exactly your dream life, because not a lot of people can say that.
1: Yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. It's blowing me up. Like, the past month where I finally stepped into a place where I felt safe enough, and I didn't feel – because at first, I'm like, that's a little conceited to say. I thought I was being too much, and, you know, I was trying to be humble and stuff, but I'm like, no. Like, I worked really hard – And, you know, I have this fucking paper in front of me that's telling me to write what I want in life, to write my dream life, and I have 90% of it. I'm not going to be shy about that. I don't want to be shy about that. Yeah. That shit's over. Life is too short to, like, dumb down your own feelings.
0: I fucking love it. And we were talking about this before we started recording, is, like, (sighs) Julietta works – like okay. Julietta has the dopest life ever. She literally just travels around, makes a fuck ton of money, works with her sisters, like just has sex with amazing people, goes to the beach. I still, every day, Julietta. this is so weird and random, but every day I just think about that story you posted the other day that's like eating guacamole with my tits out. Like this is the life. And I was just like, yes, like guacamole and tits out. That is the life. And she did work so hard for it, and also it is not unobtainable. It is not unob- like, it is not yeah. like she worked hard to get there, but it's, it, uh, t- tell us, tell us more about like actually your journey of creating that, like what actually went into it? Like the doubts and the fears, was it just like a fuck it? I'm going to do this. Like, cause you, you weren't always in this life of freedom. How did you actually get there?
1: I, you know, I, I think it's two, it's two things that people can relate to. And now that I'm in my dream life and I'm living it Mm -hmm. and I see just how it's in a lot of ways, it was easy to get here, but I will say like getting here was 50% hard work in the sense that, you know, no matter how spiritual and positive and energetically aligned you are, you do have to work hard on Mm -hmm. some things you know if I wanted the life I'm living now I knew that I had to find a way to sustain myself Mm -hmm. and that was creating my business working hard and don't get me wrong but it's not perfect I'm still learning so much only two years in business you're a freaking baby right yeah like you're still in your it's very experimental still and then it was 50% just changing my mindset because I especially being being in Utah you live this mindset that's like I need to work a full time job in order to ever make money. My weekends are the only time I have to have fun. Um, mm. if you're a Utah girl, I'm sure like your options for and doing anything were like I either need to go to college, become a cosmetologist, or learn how to do fucking eyelashes. That's yep. It's everybody in Utah. Like this is the this is the only way things are gonna happen. I'm gonna rent an overpriced apartment and sugar house. And I'm going to drown in debt. And every once in a while, I'm going to buy myself Steve Madden boots. Like that's, that's literally what, what my fucking <laughs> life was, was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck am I ever going to get out of here? So yeah, I'm sure that story relates to a lot of people. I got really specific there, but I'm sure. The of- Steve
0: Madden boots got me. <laughs> the Steve Madden boots got me.
1: <sighs> I know. I know. It's, you know, you get it. Yeah. And, I, and I trust me, I say that with full hypocrisy because I have four pairs of Steve Madden boots waiting for me in Miami, but that's because they tear shit up here in Tulum. So they're great. Good boots, <laughs> by the way. So, you know, you can't ditch all of Utah, right? Um, you can't
0: ditch all of it. There's there's some, yeah. some little tiny good parts, like the fucking Biscoff cookies from Chip. You can't oh. get those anywhere else. Those are bomb. Everything else sucks, but those are bomb. <laughs> Everything else is
1: awful. I mm-hmm. I think I don't know if this is like half a podcast for encouragement and half for people to not move to Utah.
0: <laughs> the title of this is just gonna be like "Do not move to Utah." Yep. Also, we talk about business and okay, stuff.
1: <laughs> the, the bottom line is, I think the mentality, and this is especially for women, we get we get trapped into this idea of what what we should be,
0: mm-hmm. and so.
1: A few years ago, mind you, I was still running my sex blog, and I was still under this mentality of, like, I'm going to be a Utah girl for life. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I had a very intense, and I, I'm i not really, like, a religious person. I don't even believe in a god. I believe in the universe and manifestation and energy. But mm-hmm. I really, it was January 1st of 2000, 2018, I think, or 2019. Who the fuck knows? Time's not real. Um, I had a come to Jesus moment. And I mean that it's, I had a night of partying. I did what all Utah people do. Just go to like some, the same stupid three fucking bars and get Mm -hmm. wasted and all that. And I woke up and I don't know what came out of me. It was like an exorcism. And I was like, fuck this, fuck this place. I want to move to Europe. I want to start my own business. I don't know how it's going to happen. And I'm going to do it. And I just had this mindset shift. That was like, you at the time, what? I'm 22 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I don't take any risk at this age, I'm never going to make something of myself. And my mentality going into that, because I'm an anxious person and I need a plan B. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but like, if it does fail, like, what are you going to do? And it clicked in my mind. And it was like, the worst thing that could happen if you try is you just have to come back to Utah and do the same thing you're already doing.
0: You're already in the worst Worst case scenario. Exactly. I was right like... Now.
1: That really mind fucked me when I realized, I was like, I'm actually already living the worst case scenario. Yes. So if I dip for a few months to try to make my dreams come true, it's actually not that much of a loss. And within, within two weeks, I had booked a one-way ticket to Barcelona. And this is before, before I had a business, before I even had a business idea. I want people to know I did not do this with any sort of safety net. I mm-hmm. literally sold everything I owned. I packed everything into two suitcases, one suitcase being the clothing I owned and some, like, trinkets, and the other one being full of sex toys. <laughs> and a month before I left to Europe, I didn't even ha- I didn't have a fucking idea of how I was going to make money. I had no idea. I was thinking about doing, like, workbooks and stuff, and I was telling Maddie that I ended up finding out that, like, coaching and kind of this stuff is actually not really my calling i'm a little more analytic and i like business Mm -hmm. uh and kind of like the business management on the on the behind but a month before a random sex toy brand reached out to me and they're like we actually love how you do your own social media would you be interested in trying to do ours Mm -hmm. and i said fuck it you know i'm gonna give it a go within um within a month i became someone's social media manager and i was like this actually, like, lights up all my bells. This feels great. So I packed up my stupid little fucking bags. I'm sitting at the Salt Lake City Airport having an existential fucking crisis because I was like, oh, my – it all hit me. I was in the freaking Delta Terminal, and I'm sobbing. It, Girl, it hit me. I was like, I just quit my job where I was doing really well. I yeah. don't own anything. I like sold everything. Like if I come back, I have to start from ground zero kind of in in Utah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And it was the action of having the what the fuck moment, the scared moment, but still saying I'm scared and I'm still going to do it. I think that was my pivotal shift for my life starting to unfold how I wanted it to. It was looking looking at what was scary, looking at what I thought would be impossible and then facing it head on. That's like, I'm going to at least try and the minute I stepped foot in Barcelona was that mental, physical and spiritual confirmation that everything that you make so hard in your head is actually not that hard because the life I wanted was literally just me packing my bags and one flight away and that's all I had to do and now I'm now I'm in it. That's all it took. Sick. You know, in our in our lives we make things like so hard. It's... People do that too that they're like, "Oh my god, I, I can't I can't imagine" Packing up my stuff and moving to Mexico, especially now that everybody's working online, no one's in yeah. offices, right? I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? You just pack your bags, you get on a plane, you rent a place for a month, you're here. Like what? I like, I'm failing to understand what's what's so difficult about that. And it's yeah. because people are idealizing things that are way too easy to do. It's just about you dropping the fear mentality that suddenly it looks easy.
0: Yeah, I think it's even changing the word from easy to simple, because yeah. it's hard. I mean, you explaining that to me, I'm like, that sounds like the hardest shit in the world, to literally drop everything, sell yeah. everything, like, mentally, <laughs> right? And, really? and fear-wise, it's probably the hardest, scariest thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. But it's simple. It's simple. If you People are overcomplicating it. Um, so, it sounds like almost, almost you decided that the scariness and the fear and all of, you know, everything that you went through to just quit everything and move, it was worth it to you. Like it, um, risking, it felt like it was worth the reward to you. And do you think that some people that don't find the courage to go after things, it's maybe just not like worth it to them or they're not seeing the, the reward or what's it the disconnect? Happened.
1: I think the disconnect, and I say this because, like I said, I'm a highly anxious person. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like I told you, if it wasn't for that weird revelation that mm-hmm. I, to try this, I don't think I would have ever done it. Because I'm like, how am I going to mm-hmm. move to another country without a security net? How am I going to make anything out of this this little tiny business I've started? Whatever. And I really what changed it for me and changing my mentality, which I don't think a lot of manifestation or energy coaches will tell you because they always say, look at the bright side. Never, never think about the worst, whatever. I found it therapeutic to think about, you know, being rational. Like what actually is the worst thing that could happen if I do this? Like, like actually, because in my mind, when I'm not rationalizing, I was like, the world will end. My life will be over Yep. Um I'll be a failure and all that and I was like, well, I'm a failure in whose eyes? My own. Yeah. Like nobody else's. And then what like what's the definition of failure for me? Is it really coming home to work a job just like everybody else and do the same old shit and go to the same bar every Saturday night? That's still not mm-hmm. really that much of a failure. You know. I
0: think it's more of a failure if you don't even try. Honestly, because yeah. it, it, in my eyes, in my perspective, if you just don't even try it, that's more of a failure than trying and not working out. But also, if you believe that your success is inevitable, and you don't see things as a failure, and you keep trying and, and fail, failures are only feedback to you, there's yeah. really no way that you could possibly fail. There really is no way. Like, yes, you can think of the worst possible scenario and be like, yeah, if it doesn't work out, I'll just come back to Utah. Yeah. But how can it not work out if you put like everything into it and you find the right support and you try your best and you like keep going after it even if there's a failure? I just don't. I personally don't see a possibility of failure unless you call something a failure.
1: One hundred percent. It's
0: created. And yeah.
1: in, in retrospect, it's been two years of me doing this. If we have to define things by failure, I fail mm-hmm. at something every single day. I say something up every single day all the time and I've just come to a point where because that's the other thing too I didn't go to school for what I do Mm -hmm. I didn't take classes for what I do I don't you know so that means that my entire expertise has been trial and error trial and error feedback growing learning Mm -hmm. and I it's no longer I really can't you're right I can't see things as a failure but the other thing that i think plays into whether you're going to be successful or not is is the feeling that it's possible and it's very hard to feel that it's possible when you're sitting in your hometown bubble and you actually just don't know anything else i think for me it was a little different because i've always traveled with my family and you know we're a family of immigrants so i knew that there was something outside of that the Mm -hmm. problem is i think there's a fair amount of people that don't know anything outside of that so I I had at least been comfortable with a little bit of the idea but it wasn't until I stepped my foot in that country with my bags committed and I was like now or never bitch like
0: (laughs) now or never I was like
1: you just set foot with literally everything you own in another country like you're gonna have to choose what to make of it it wasn't Mm. until I was finally there and I'm like holy shit I did it all I did was I was like I packed my bags I said goodbye to all these like stupid little fears in my head and I'm here and just the action of going there and it opened up within, you know, I landed and I immediately went to an event with my father and I met all these amazing people and stuff. It was the confirmation that said, if you don't put yourself out there, you're not even giving yourself the chance to experience new feelings, meet new people, see the world from a different perspective. And I'm not, Uh I'm not trying to tell you or your listeners that you need to pack up your bags and you need to move to another country you don't you don't have to do that but you need to put yourself in uncomfortable positions you know uncomfortable being very subjective to where you can grow because i think what's making you uncomfortable is that it's the unknown Mm -hmm. but how are you going to know if you can grow into something if you don't even take a chance on it yeah yeah
0: it's fucking crazy it's uh I mean I lo- I going even back to just the playing into the worst case scenario, right? The unknown and like fearing the unknown. It's it's not as scary as you think. It's only scary when you don't think about what it could possibly be or like tip uh tip your toes. Dip your toes into it. Um and even going back to like the the worst case scenario thing, even if you just started a business and you're so scared that you're not going to make enough money to sustain yourself or you're not going to get sales or it's going to fail the worst case scenario still like in your mind it's this big scary thing but if you just dip your toe in and you just try it out and dip into the unknown a little bit you will see it's not that scary it's not that bad and in the worst case scenario is you just you go back to your job you're already there it's it's mind blowing to me yeah honestly.
1: you're you're already there yeah and- you know this is some some advice that it's like if you don't get if you don't get comfortable with that unknown and that uneasiness and kind of embrace it if you don't do that from the get-go you're Mm -hmm. not going to be cut out to be a business owner or a like someone that expands businesses or works for yourself because it only i don't say this to be scary but it only gets more intense and and like and you know the stakes get higher the bigger you grow you know Mm i i look at my Frickin two years ago, self, I was like, Bitch, you were afraid to move to another country. Now I have employees. I support other people. I pay yeah. for other people's lives. Other people depend on me. Brands depend on me. Like, I, you know, there's a new level of responsibility that's mm-hmm. far scarier than the idea of, of pursuing something new or trying something new. Yeah. Like, that's, you have to be okay with that uneasiness because. As you grow, your responsibilities are going to grow, and the risks you take and the experiences you have are going to be as big as you want them to be. You know, yeah. it's no longer a little twiddly bit Julie managing one social media account. You know, posting one photo a day and being like, "Awesome, I support a total of three humans," mm-hmm. and then I support myself. And there's so much more responsibility attached to it. And, you know, uncertainty is a part of my everyday life. And if you don't get comfortable using that muscle, you're going to sign up to, like, really fuck yourself up emotionally. And we yeah. talked about this, that there's too many coaches and too many. I was just about to bring this up. Yeah, I'm like, should too... I bring this up? Because we're just oh, going to go off. <laughs> Girl, we're going in because I, you know this pisses me off. And especially in the coaching industry or the self-development industry. Um, And this is, I would beg to say that that this is mostly geared towards women. I don't see this geared so much towards men, but it's the whole, you know, embrace the easiest lifestyle possible, experience absolutely no resistance, that if something scares you or triggers you, you should definitely not pursue it. And I just don't agree with that narrative because I think it sets you up to not be emotionally or energetically capable of you know working hard when you have to work hard facing mm-hmm. challenges conflict resolution like if you want to be a boss bitch you have to have boss bitch energy you can't have you can't have this like shy bitch energy yeah <laughs> Absolutely.
0: like it's it's just not an option no
1: it's
0: just not an option Uh, and I think even manifestation in a lot of ways. So, so the, where I struggle with manifestation, where my teachings really differ is, you know, the you were kind of speaking on the coaching industry part, right. Of the easy life. Also manifestation. A lot of people on the internet are teaching manifestation or kind of expressing it in a way that is making it seem like it's, it's an easier way to life. Like, you know, don't work for everything, just manifest it, right? It's ma- master your energy and just write in your journal and everything will just come to you and it's just easy and it's just effortless. And sometimes it is, sometimes it is effortless, but I'm curious to hear, like, what does manifestation actually look like in your life? Like, how do you manifest? Because I sure as hell, and, well, and I know that you don't, but I want you to share. I sure as hell do not just write in my journal and wait for things to just attract me. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the quote. I don't chase. I attract oh my God. like something like that. No, I, fu- I fucking chase. <laughs> I also attract, but I fucking chase. And I know that you do too. So tell me your spin on manifestation, what it looks like in your life.
1: Well, that's why it's been so interesting living in, in Tulum because Tulum is like Mexican Bali in the sense that you have like a, a crazy spiritual community here. And mm. I always tell people like, you know, you can be like, I practice spirituality in my own way. And manifestation mm-hmm. has played a huge part of my life and not only in getting the things I want, but it's been a motivating factor. It's inspired me to, to dream bigger and know that bigger things are possible for me. And I need, I, fuck, I wish I could ingrain to people that manifestation and this, this is written everywhere. And I don't know why people do not, they like completely ignore this, but Everything behind manifestation has always said that you need to take inspired action. Every like any any basic manifestation guide I have read to even the most advanced always always says manifestation is its, at its most powerful when taken with inspired action. So I don't know where in this like new wave manifestation equation the action portion has been taken off because I'm going to be real with you. You can hope and manifest for whatever you want. But if you think you're going to get your dream life by writing something 55 fucking times in a journal, then going back mm. to eating Cheez-Its and watching Netflix for an entire week, I'm fucking sorry. Like, you're not... Yeah. A, you're telling the universe that you like to write and that you don't really care about about what you're doing. That you just have, like, a really strong hand muscle. That you love writing shit thousands of times and then just not doing anything about it.
0: Yeah.
1: It's about like- to be... Yeah, it's like, you know, everybody's feeling <sighs> your energy. I'm like, okay. Like, you would be surprised to know I don't manifest by – I journal as an outlet. I don't write down shit that I mm-hmm. want to manifest. If that works for you, great. I have my own methods. I don't sit here and do three million hours of visualization. I don't put sticky notes with affirmations all over my fucking house. What do I do? I do. I do, because we've been to those points in life where, and you're in this mentality to, if you don't like something, change it. If you want something, how are you going to get it?
0: And you do it with the belief and with the energy. Sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I'm saying affirmations to myself, right? I'm like, I'm capable. I'm capable. Like, I'm worthy. Like, I'm a bad bitch. Like, whatever. But I do not write those and then go sit on my couch. It's It's like taking all of the teachings that you've learned about manifestation, right? We do do work with our energy. We do um, all of these things. We do journal. We do listen to podcasts about, you know, woo woo stuff, whatever. We read the books, but then we embody it. We embody it. And I mean, I, I talk about this all the time. Like every time I talk about manifestation, I always feel like I am really, really just trying to share this message like about doing and about the inspired action but if you guys have not received it from me yet like look at julie's life (laughs) look at how like how much of a bad bitch she is and and please just listen to her (laughs) like we go out and get what we want and you do not I, sit around no and,
1: know, you know you don't have to take everything because one thing about my personality it's like I'm really and I acknowledge this and I embody it completely because I've tried to change this and it doesn't work for me like I'm really rough around the edges and something I struggle with is being compassionate towards people that take you no know, like the oh, victim the- victim mentality does not work in my life even when it mm-hmm. should work it just doesn't you yeah. know like when I see when I see these women, Complain that nothing's going right in their life, that this is and this. You know, I'm like, well, have you done A, B, and C? They're like, no. I'm like, it's your own damn fault. Like, of course, yep, the universe yep. doesn't want to fucking help you. You know, yep. the universe aligns to your energy, and you're doing. You know, you write in your little journal. You you wrote your affirmations and stuff, but if you don't believe you're capable, if you don't believe you're deserving. And if you're not doing anything to align, like why the fuck would the universe give you your own thriving business if you don't even make your bed in the morning? If you don't like get up and take care of yourself and set yourself up, if you haven't even set up a name for your business, if you haven't set up a general idea of what you want, why is the universe going to reward you with like an incredible thriving business? There's no, The the universe can't – why would I give you an entire meal when you don't have a plate? like
0: exactly like you- here. here's another example even of like not stepping into your beliefs like let's say that you're looking for love right you're looking for an actual healthy relationship and every single day you're writing in your journal and you're like you're like i am i know that there or like i believe that there's someone out there that is going to love me and is going to treat me well i believe that and you're writing it over and over and you're like i am so grateful that i found my soulmate that treats me so well then you go out into your life and you allow some boy to play games with you or treat you badly and you allow it to happen, you can write that affirmation all you want, but you're not actually, yeah, you, you're not setting yourself up for success where you can actually receive the meal, you know?
1: hundred percent. And yeah. and I don't want anybody to take this conversation as in like, you know, you do manifestation right one time and now all of a sudden like you're, you're like a fucking perfect manifestation guru. Like I, manifestation and spirituality has been over the past two years has been the daily punch in the face that shows me where I need to be better and where I need to like fix my where I need to fix my mentality and for me you know like you bringing it up that up this past Mm -hmm. year has been the year that moving to Tulum and there's like we call it the energy vortex here this has been the Mm -hmm. year that has opened my eyes to okay you're a boss bitch you've done your business and all that but now it's time to work on on your personal self and so Mm -hmm. the past year has been like a very rough ride of facing my shadow when it comes to intimacy and relationships and things of that nature and it's the same thing like a year Mm -hmm. ago I was that bitch being like I want these amazing relationships and stuff but then I'm letting some like twiddly bit with nice tattoos fuck me over for a weekend Twiddly bit (laughs) Uh, letting some like and you know I love it and that's where I've done a lot of work. Where I'm like, that's where the self worth comes in. That's where are you aligning yourself to receive what you truly deserve? Because I'm like, I'm an established, responsible, mature, amazing bitch. And if the person that I if if the person that I desire does not meet those things, that's not an indication to change myself. That's an indication that they're not the one. Yeah, it's the same with anything else in life. You for what what you settle for is what you're telling the universe you're ready for yeah
0: absolutely like it it goes both ways it's it's not like you can ask for something or you shouldn't ask for something right and then something specific and then the universe gives you something kind of similar but like not as good and you're like oh yeah i'll take this i guess this is what the universe offered me it's like no you say no to that and you wait for what you asked for you work for what you asked for and I, so in this masterclass I just did, I was kind of telling Julie, I just did, um, a masterclass called make it mine. And it's not, you know, wait for it to be mine, or maybe it's mine, or I hope it's mine, or I'm, I'm writing for it to be mine. It's go make it mine. And what I shared in there was there is a step of manifestation called let go of the how, right? Let go of the how everyone knows let go of the how you need to let go of the how let go of the how does not mean Do not try any how it means keep trying each how and let go of the attachment that it has to be one of them like do not stick to this how and and say it's this one it's gonna work out this way yeah but try it and then if it doesn't work out all you do is oh that one didn't work yeah universe which one should i try next okay Tune into your intuition. This is the energy part, right? Get into your meditation and and do some deep diving and all the spiritual shit. And then you say, "Oh, this way feels aligned. I'm gonna go this way." And then you do that one. And then if that doesn't work, another one. And you you just keep trying different hows. And you let go of one of them needing to be the right way. But let go of the how does not mean don't do any how. It don't just do means
1: anything.
0: Do all of the hows. Do all of them. Try them all. In my business, I have tried. All of the hows,
1: and I found one that worked. That's it. Tried every how and more, and then for me, the the letting go of the how is actually my my biggest hurdle in manifestation. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, like I said, I'm so anxious that for me, I have a hard time believing or seeing Mm -hmm. in the final picture because I don't completely comprehend how I'll get there. Mm -hmm. But then you have to. That's where you have to give yourself credit because if you struggle with that how. Look back at a time in life where you weren't where you wanted to be, because no matter what, I mean, we're better than we were a week ago, we're better than we were a month ago, we're better than we were a year ago. That in itself is proof that you don't always know the how, but things are getting better and they're gonna unfold how they need to. Yeah. But you need to put some work into that. You, yeah. know, you know, when I moved to Europe, I didn't know how I was gonna make it happen. I just moved, kept working my ass off until things started clicking. But like you said, it's interesting that people are taking that as a cue to, you know, write down what you want and then you just sit in bed and every morning you wake up and you're like, I don't know how it's gonna come to me, but hopefully a car will run oh, through my window comes. and bring me exactly what I've been hoping for.
0: Yep. <sighs> but no. Fucking crazy. It's uh it's interesting the like dualities in spirituality right now. It's uh there's so many teachings about it that you really do have to find your own truth and I love that me and Julieta are are so aligned in this way and you know take take what you need from what we're saying and leave what you don't need but we definitely are I would say the boss ass bitch get it done versions of manifestors and hey I fucking love it <laughs> and you're doing great and I'm doing great and I think that um, you have to have the balance. Truly, you have to have the balance between the spirituality woo-woo and the the strategy and the get it done. And yeah. uh, you definitely reflect a very, very beautiful well, balance.
1: You need to have the logic behind it just because um, I struggle a lot with this in Tulum with people that are very woo-woo in the sense that they're, you know, they're chasing like evolving into the 5D and all that good stuff. But at the same time, you you know you also can't forget to live your human experience on mm-hmm. on this earth, and that's how I feel a lot about spirituality and business. Is you need to have the right spiritual mindset to set yourself up for success, but you also need to be logical enough to make good decisions, to make smart choices, and to see like the pathway of evolvement. And then also, um, I th- I think the other thing is also to be flexible. With yourself, mm-hmm. like sometimes you're gonna start, you're gonna start stuff that you're gonna be like, you know what? I didn't end up liking that. I'm gonna try something else. But on the flip side, a lot of what I've seen in the spiritual community is that when people are faced with any sort of hardship or challenge in the business they are trying to start, they immediately mm-hmm. pivot and then just give it up altogether, mm-hmm. which leads to a, a handful of people I know that. They find something that they're passionate about, and then they realize that it's going to take some actual work mm-hmm. to to make it happen. And they're like, "It's too much resistance. It's a, It's hard. It's. Uh, I feel resistance. I feel intimidation. Uh, so energetically, that that means that I have to stop. No. When you feel that, that's when you need to like dive headfirst into it. Because if not, you're going to spend years trying different things, and if you're met with any sort of any sort of, I don't know, like, speed bumps or something like that, you're just not going to know how to deal with real life. You're not giving yep. anything a fighting chance to work out. If I would have given up when things have gotten hard, I probably would have given up one month into my journey. Like,
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's not about reducing the hardships. It's about knowing how to navigate the hardships, right? And, yeah. and we do handle them with more, more grace, now, right? The more you go through, I mean, every level has its own, uh, monster, if you will. Or what did they say? Like every new level has its own villain, right? (laughs) And me and Julie were talking like we're both, you know, we got to the next, we're at, we're at level two. There are new villains here. And of course it's still hard, but it's, it's a different kind of hard because I've learned how to deal with things for myself and deal with, my doubts and my fears, and that was actually going to be my next question for you was, do you still get you know doubts and fears and and this uncomfort at the level you're at now? Which obviously you know the answer is yes, but how do you deal with them now in your journey?
1: Yeah, and I I've been really I don't want to say go as far as say that I've been struggling with that, but um I was telling Maddie uh, prior to this phone call I've been dealing mm-hmm. with a past probably like kind of a rough six months which was like my kind of my awakening into my self-development where I saw I needed to do like a lot of work in regards to healing like my intimacy and and healing like more like my connection with people and then I went through a really rough situation with a client that affected me emotionally and I faced actual physical burnout mm-hmm. and I just I went through all these really hard things and it really led me to be in a spot where I was where I was and I still to some extent am dealing with self-doubt and you know kind of like fear and paralysis about moving forward or wanting to be better just because I've faced these hardships but Mm -hmm. I think something that's kept me really grounded is not only doing like the deep work because if you're if you're going through something hard or something scares you I think that's a cue that you need to lean into it and you need to work Mm -hmm. through it so for me that's been working with a hypnotherapist and And really like decoding why I have these thoughts and fears because fears, they stem from somewhere. If you don't find where they're coming from, you're going to have them always, or you're not going to be able to work through them, which is even scarier. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And one thing that's always kept me grounded is you have been afraid in the past and you worked through it and great things came. So it's like, if you, if you're okay and be okay with being uncomfortable, don't let this community tell you that uncomfortability is a bad thing. Sometimes, mm. you know, girl, sometimes you're going to wake up, you're going to have a shit day. That's it. Like yep. sometimes, sometimes the day is just crappy. Okay. That doesn't mean that you're a shitty manifester. That doesn't mean that your energy is so disaligned. You have to dissolve your entire business and being just yeah. be okay with being uncomfortable, accept it and say, fears are normal. I've gotten through, what's that quote that's like, I've already gotten through 100% of my worst days. I've already gotten yep. it. You can do it again. Yep. Like nothing, nothing in this world is permanent enough for you to linger on that fear, that doubt, that hunch, because you know you're always going to get through it. Think about the hardest thing you've already been through in life and when you thought you weren't going to survive it. I promise you, you will survive it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and
0: it, you can almost trick yourself into loving the the discomfort by remembering what that worst day brought to you or made you, right? It's all made us better. It's either made us a better human being. It has brought us something better. You know, either you lose something uh, and you receive more because of that. You always get something good after the bad so when you're going through a bad you can start kind of tricking your mind and and start getting excited about feeling bad because you're like oh something good is gonna come out of this i know that something good is gonna come out of
1: this i'm gonna move windows because we're having a tropical rainstorm and you can just hear it (laughs) no way i love that look at that
0: oh my god does it rain often there
1: girl we have hurricane season here i know you can splice so that's why i'm like I'm moving. I'm
0: moving. Yeah. I mean, I can cut it or I might just leave this in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I actually
1: think if you want to travel the world, you're going to deal with some weird shit when you, <laughs> when
0: you, so I just did this. Off. I did an interview with the girl and, uh, my uh i was at my friend's house and her cat jumped up on the desk and so i was like i was picking her up and moving here and i said to the girl i was interviewing i'm like no worries like i'll i'll cut that out and i like we laughed for a second and i was like where was i Da 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 da, da. and then i started talking again and i never cut it out of the podcast it was just like in there
1: and i was like you shouldn't you you should because this is this is the reality you know if people want the digital nomad life sometimes you're going to live somewhere where you have hurricanes and you got to <laughs> your location
0: i know and i was like i told all my i went on my story and i was like was someone going to tell me that i left that in there the part that i specifically said i'm gonna cut this part out and then i was just like you know and well all of my girls were like no i thought you meant to leave it in there because they know me so well and i just don't give a fuck at all I <laughs> just okay. like I'm messy. I'm whatever. Because the more, here's another, you know, on the topic of business and just going after it. The more you try to make something perfect, like, the more you're just going to, you're just holding yourself back. It literally doesn't matter. Is anyone going to not listen to my podcast anymore because Julie just moved rooms and I'm definitely not cutting it out?
1: No. <laughs> it anybody, even, is anybody going to stop listening to your podcast because a cat came into the photo? Like, it no. doesn't fucking matter that's such a great point that we we haven't covered yet and i think this happened for a reason because i actually have to charge my computer and the charger's right here thank nice. you to loom but something thank I you, and i say this to my clients all the time because i i'm doing their digital marketing and some of them get so hung up like if we have a project or a post coming out like i i had one of my brands are doing a collaboration with nordstrom and they spent with my my poor sister, like my sisters, I'm teaching them how to like, be a little more assertive and to just tell clients when they kind of need to like, fuck off and calm down. Right? Yeah. And so they had a project where they went back and forth, like 18 times on one post, deciding how to position the letters, how to position this statement, Da da da. And I finally was so sick of it. I mm-hmm. hopped in and I was like getting the information out is more important than it being perfect because all this time you're wasting, not telling people what's going on, not showing them what you're offering, not, not showing them the amazing things you're doing. That's, that's money. You know, at the end of the day, it's your energy you're wasting. You're wasting money. You're wasting all these, you're wasting all these things. And especially, even if you don't have a business, if you're sitting there making a course, uh, an educational piece or, something you want to sell and you're not ready to release it because you can't pick out what fucking fonts you want to use I have news for you no one cares
0: <laughs> no one cares no one cares no one cares, no one cares. <laughs> I have never like done anything with my branding at all whatsoever and I think that's kind of my strong point as a coach is a lot of my girls start working with me and they want to start a coaching business right and yeah. they get into it and they're like I need to do this. I need to get the logo. I need to do everything. And I'm like, No, no, no. What? What do you want to share with the world? How, how good are your coaching skills? Okay, do you have a stripe account? Can you take payments? And do you have zoom? That's it? I mean, of course, there's more that goes into it, then we have to create the internet presence, we have to do we do have to create really valuable content. But it's more about you know, and this is why my program is going to be called serve. It's about serving. It's about putting your information and your love and everything out there and everything else. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter if you use the dark blue or the light blue. It matters if you're putting your heart into it and you're just,
1: yeah.
0: you're getting past your fears and just sharing with the world. That is what's important. That, so
1: it's I like that topic because that plays into fear. I think uh, for people like you and I, that might've been perfectionism plays into my, my fears and my doubts 100%, yep. but- you, you know you're there's so many of these cheesy quotes that I love it's like you miss a hundred percent of the opportunities you don't take
0: this is why like if you listen to my podcast and you're hearing julietta say these cheesy quotes now you know why we're friends now you know why we I'm a fucking
1: cheese girl and I remember I love cheesy quotes I went to high school with someone and her dad used to say something that always that always stuck with me there's two men in my life that I said these things that they always stuck with me that always relay Mm -hmm. to this and it was i remember like my friend she you know when you're in high school and you just like everything's a big fucking deal you can't decide you're like oh my god what if i buy the wrong lip gloss like and and she's like i don't know if i want to ask this guy on a date i don't know if he likes me and her dad was just like remember if nothing happens nothing happens i was like shit shit me in the background I'm like dude she's like you're right he's like he's like yeah like if you don't do anything then guess what you're still in the same position nothing happened so
0: and it's so funny that you bring this up this every time I'm struggling with something and I'm about to do an interview and I'm just like I don't know if I can do this like I'm just not you know whatever (laughs) I'm dealing with my own shit my my guest always shares something that like changes what I'm going through because I was telling Julian I think you're kind of going through this a little bit too of this paralysis I will sit here and I'll say I have a million things that I could do right now right before it was like I was hustling just to make money to pay my bills but now my bills are paid I'm sitting here I have lists of just like I could do this I could do this i could do that i could create this kind of content i could do this program like i have so much freedom to do all of these things so i choose to do nothing except for sit here and think about what i should be doing (laughs) when really i could just you know i'm worrying about nothing happening that's what it really is i'm worried about nothing happening i'm worried about choosing the right thing to do but nothing is going to happen at all if i just keep doing nothing yeah, I'm worried about nothing happening. Well, nothing is happening because I'm so worried about nothing happening. Yeah,
1: you're like you're not, girl, you're literally doing. You're like I'm literally doing nothing, and from doing nothing, I'm actually getting more anxiety because I'm not doing anything. Exactly, and, then, and yeah, because I mean, sometimes it's hard when you don't. I feel like definitely when you need to hustle to make money to survive, that's a different kind of fire under your ass. I will yeah. admit it. Like that's, that's a, where I've been. That's, you know, we've, we've been there and you know, I'm actually amazed cause my for the better half of my, well, like seven months into starting my business, I only had one account and I was traveling the world on like $1,200 a month. Like I was not making any money. I was barely scraping by and I was still living my best, like, drunken Europe life. Okay. Yeah. I was in three countries every single month for somehow making it happen. I have no idea how I made it happen, but my mind was like, well, worst things of worst. Just go back to Utah and make $1,200 a month in Utah. So uh, <laughs> that's, I, I let go of that fear. I was like, "Just just do your thing. Right. But that's a different kind of fire under your ass. And then, yeah, the conversation does evolve to, what happens when your, your basic survival needs are met, you know, how, and I think that's something that you and I are both going through is how do we re-stimulate our brains in a way that, that motivates us to get up and create and to, to think bigger and better. I think it's because we have such an attachment to what we've already created. And now we're like, (sighs) Where do we go next? Where, like, where, where do we go next? What do we do next? You know, um, I, at first for me, I thought it was just a couple months because, like I said, I was healing from, like, really intense burnout. So I made mm. it a point to not do anything new. I made mm. it a point to not overexert myself. But now I'm like, I'm bored.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I just – what is your astrological sign, like your zodiac
1: sign? Virgo. You're a Virgo? Okay. A very, very perfectionist asshole Virgo, yeah.
0: My North Node is actually in Virgo, so, like, my work, kind of how I, like, get things done is in Virgo, but I'm in Aries, and so I, I'm, i like, I just had this amazing launch. Like, every everything just happened, like, what, two months ago? Well, kind of three months ago now, like, yeah. this big thing, and I'm already bored. I'm not even done with that program yet, and I'm already <laughs> bored. It's just, like, more, more, more.
1: But I think you have mentioned this one thing. time. and I, I am thinking about this, that it's kind of – you've said this before, and I, I think the problem is with, you know, you find your group, you're manifesting fast as fuck, you're up yep. and coming, and everything's going so fast that you get unfamiliar with neutral energy, which is just yep. – like, you're – you know, if things are neutral, it actually doesn't feel good. You're like, no, I need to chase that next big high. It's like yeah. – it's like, and and is that a
0: bad thing or a good thing?
1: Yeah, it's that's where that's oh. where you kind of have to struggle and I was telling you what my what my hypnotherapist said that he dropped some truth bomb on me yesterday that was way too intense. I was not ready for that. Um because in my hypnotherapy I had explained I was like I'm dealing with, you know, I'm not at my high, I'm not at a low, I'm in the middle, which is called stability. Which I think in anybody else's eyes they'd be like Stability. they'd be like, This is awesome. You know, things yeah. are floating themselves, they're flowing, whatever. Nothing's new, nothing's falling apart. But in my mind I'm like, A little worthless piece of shit. It's time to do stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, my internal voice, I remember you calling yours was it Chloe?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Chloe. How do you remember that? I, I love that.
1: Because I loved I love that episode. But I, I don't, I don't know what mine is called, but mine's an asshole. Like, people, they're, like, so gentle, they're, like, they're, like, yeah, girl, you can do it. Mine's, like, you dumb bitch. It's time to get You're up. <laughs> mine is, like, a, like, a trashy trailer park Terry kind of, like, girl. It's, like, very rough around the edges. It's, like, come on, like, get it together. Take a shot. Get your shit together. Like, let's go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and oh, so- I wish
1: mine was like that. Yeah, mine's, an, mine's a douchebag, and I love it sometimes, but it, on the other hand, it, you know, I'm very critical of myself. But the- but a,
0: a motivational douchebag, it sounds like. Mine's more just like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck did you just do? What did you do yesterday? What are you doing? Like, that. that's my voice right now.
1: <laughs> and yours is like, come on, get it together. Let's go. Yeah, mine doesn't let me feel bad for myself anymore because I sit there and I'm like, you know it's the same thing if nothing happens nothing happens you're gonna sit here and be a potato you know that's up to you Mm -hmm. or you can like get up get up and do something but at the same Mm -hmm. time it's that you know that's also an extreme that's extreme thinking so the Mm -hmm. hypnotherapist brought up and i think this would be really cool for your for your uh listeners to hear was uh we something that's very toxic in life and my hypnotherapist knows what I do. So he's like, masturbation is awesome, but masturbation is not. And I was like, what are you talking about? Masturbation. Like, what, what does that mean? He's like, you've been using your masturbation muscle. And at first I wasn't like clicking. I was like, are you trying to make a sexual joke right now? I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying to me? And he's like, no. He's like, he's, like, he's like, you're great at masturbating, but you're also great at, th- at having all the musts in your life. Mm -hmm. and that's your internal voice saying that i must be this way people must treat me this way uh i must be successful i must be powerful i must do well other people must respect me like you know demand Mm -hmm. you are demanding and then things must be easy to make matters Mm -hmm. worse yeah he's like he's like the worst one of all is that your life must be easy You demand an easy, you're just throwing out all these demands, which isn't healthy. You can have preferences. You can prefer to be, you know, you're living your life. You'd prefer to be successful. You'd prefer Mm -hmm. that the people in your life treat you with respect. You'd prefer that your life be easy. But nowhere in the universe, nowhere in laws of attraction, nowhere is anything a must. Mm -hmm. Nothing must be a certain way nowhere Mm -hmm. is it written in science in religion or anything that things must be this way and when you drown yourself with musts you just get fucking flustered you're not giving yourself any room to experience what you need to experience you're shoving yourself into these like little cans of expectations and when Mm -hmm. he said that i obviously had a small identity crisis because i'm like I am the number one masturbator.
0: I was just gonna say I'm a fucking masturbator. i a masturbator.
1: I was like, that's a fun one." And then I realized, you know, for for my job, I review sex toys, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I must masturbate." I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> god, I've ruined everything."
0: <laughs> Serious and even, um, oh, a big one for me. I'm just realizing right now is like, I must be the best. Like I get in this comparison of like, oh, if someone's really good at something, like, oh, I'm I must be better. I must be the best at this. I must be yeah. the best at that. And instead of just being me. I don't I don't ever allow myself to just be me. It's always like, oh, I must do more. I must be this, I must be that. I must be the best. It's too much pressure. I'm breaking under the pressure. You yeah, know? you're
1: breaking. And then, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going through the hypnotherapy and you know, he was talking, he's like, if you remove the musts from your life does, does like anything really change? Not necessarily, but does your mm-hmm. energy and your stress levels and the way you feel about yourself change? Yeah. Cause if you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, instead of saying I must be successful today, you say, I prefer to be successful today and I'm going to do everything in my power to do so, but I'm not going to hold this unreasonable expectation over myself to suddenly be Gandhi. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God. This is like changing my whole life right now because it- I've also been just getting into, yeah, the mindset, of like, oh, I need to do these things. And yeah. it just doesn't sound fun to me now. I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. But when I say I prefer to do that because I, I want to I wanna be this way or I want to experience this, I want to experience that. Yeah. It completely shifts the energy. Right? He, I want to do that now.
1: I, I want to. I prefer it. And, and then the other thing he said, which was really important because whether you're starting a business or you're starting a new relationship or something, he's like, you know, you have the musts for how you expect people to be. You can't expect people to be a certain way. You do not control how people are. What you control is how people treat you, you know, whether that be mm-hmm. your boundaries and your expectations, but it's important mm-hmm. that you don't put those musts on certain people because people must not do anything for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do for yourself and when when you're removing the must you suddenly remove all the expectations and, and for me personally removing the musts also removes the negative feelings of failure for if I don't accomplish something and yeah. for me that can be something stupid like that could be me having a to-do list and I'm like I'm like oh my god you didn't go grocery shopping today because you didn't have time you raging piece of shit. Yeah. And that's because I felt like I must do that instead of just saying, like, I had a really busy day. I'm just going to call Uber Eats instead. It, yeah. remo- it removes that feeling of failure because you're not set up to fail. Mm-hmm. You never yeah. can fail. Can you have your preferences? Can you work hard towards something? Yeah, but don't, you know, don't beat yourself up. And that can be hard for us, like, boss bitch spiritual women that we're like, we must manifest right now. Yep. <laughs> Yep. 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 Yep.
0: It's a, it's a funny balance. And I'm curious to hear like, uh, what do you, so when you think about life, like the point of life, kind of, what yeah. is more important to you? Like success and money and creating an impact or like peace and, and like inner feelings and, and your experience? Like, would you rather be successful and kind of have a rough, uh, like mental health and, and rough energy, or would you rather have none of that and just have your peace? And,
1: well, I and... just did. I did like a really heavy uh, astrology chart a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, and it was going mm-hmm. through how in my past lives I was always the warrior, and this this lifetime is for me to actually achieve balance, which mm-hmm. is funny because in my in my journey that I've been experiencing now – Everything that's come up for me has always been either an issue or an, or an accomplishment of balance. Like that's been my running theme. So I don't think it's about having the easiest life or being so far gone that you're ruining your mental health to be successful. I think it's about finding that in between where you're taking care of yourself, but you're still happy. And I, a big thing for me has also been not tying money so hard into what my idea of happiness is. Because mm-hmm. like, for example, um, I'm spending, I spend a lot of my money on the places I live and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some people could be like, Oh, that means you have less money. I'm like, no, I actually have, I have a fuck ton of experiences. I, I get to relax. I have my own place. i you know, I'm very secure mm-hmm. in certain things. So it's about shifting the mentality because a couple months ago was I making a lot more money? Yes but I wanted to die every single day because I was dealing with very draining people, very draining situations. And that was the reassurance for me that um, money and success and stuff does not, it's not synonymous with flow. It's not synonymous with peace. Can you have both of them? Yes. But it's up to you to find that balance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. And also I don't think I'd be able to find peace or happiness if I wasn't growing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, my income and my, like everything, everything spiritually, just personal development wise, my business, everything. But I always, you know, think to myself too, like mental health and your peace and your physical health, like all of that is so much more, um, more important. I think than them, yeah, burning yourself out and making more money, having more in your savings account. We were even talking about you're saying, uh, was it Tyler that said this or you said this of just, you know, oh yeah, thinking about your life as if you already died, who cares if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your savings account, right? It's more important to look back at your life and see what you felt, what you experienced, what you shared, everything like that. Like
1: Who cares if you have a hundred grand in your bank account, but you died miserable, Yeah. And that became another huge realization for me, just to kind of wrap up this topic. But it's that Mm -hmm. if it, you know, doesn't matter how much money you're making, if you don't feel good, if you're burnt out, if you're stressed Mm -hmm. out and you're in a really negative mental space, you're actually setting Mm -hmm. yourself up for failure because you're not in an open, expansive place where you're thinking of new opportunities. You start to Mm -hmm. resent what you're doing. That's, that's where I knew I needed to pause and I made some changes and let some people go. So I was like, I am resenting something that I worked very hard on and something that mm. I actually love. And when that yeah. turned into resentment and burnout and wanting to crawl and hide away from the world, I said, no more, because this is what's blocking me from doing and being better. So I love that. You, that's something to take into account. Being whole yeah. stressed out, this like insanely stressed out, work yourself to the ground mentality isn't good, but also don't slip into the idea that everything has to be so fucking easy that, you know, even opening the door in the morning is a challenge in your life. So, like,
0: come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Find your Find strength. Balance.
1: Find the in-between.
0: Find the in-between. Exactly. And I feel like we shared just, I love, okay. Guys, I have like, so many more questions for julie about i mean i wanted to dive into everything sex right we want to talk about manifestation through orgasm and just talk about confidence and sexuality and all of that and i don't think we can
1: even dive into that here are you down to come back for a part two i was gonna say i think we should do a part two because if not this is gonna be a three-hour podcast it, well
0: as soon as so we started like diving into this and I didn't really expect us to talk about all of this for so long but I never ever ever uh stop a conversation I mean I'll, I'll turn it in certain ways but I will never like stop something and say like yeah that was great all right now let's talk about this when things are still flowing out of us because I know that that's what's supposed to be coming through right and so once we like got into it I was like should I start? Should I be like, OK, that was great. Now let's talk about this. And everything inside of me is just like, no, we need to talk about business. We need to talk about our struggles. And I mean, I got very vulnerable on this. Julie got very vulnerable about, you know, our, our journeys to here and what it looks like now and what we struggle with now. And I think it was exactly what it needed to be. And we will definitely do a part two on everything,
1: magical sex and sex <laughs> toys and uh, Which would be lovely because I definitely, for me, like I said earlier in this episode, that
0: manifestation
1: looks so different for me in the sense Mm -hmm. that the traditional like journaling, affirmations, visualizations, meditations, it's never been something that worked for me just as powerful as using my sexuality has been in terms of tying that all in. But that definitely deserves an episode in itself because... Because that's some it's some hot shit some hot girl shit
0: it is some hot girl it's shit. Hot girl I know. Shit. um yeah we have to dive into all of that i wish we could right now but i can't oh, yeah. so we'll do a part two uh all about that but to wrap kind of this this up with with business and fears and doubts and you know uh i think the biggest thing i got out of this is the true balance between being in alignment and also working fucking hard, you
1: know? Yeah, and definitely don't, you know, you can dip into both extremes and they both extremes have have their pros and cons. And you and I have been Mm -hmm. through all of them so we can help you evade going into those.
0: Exactly, exactly. I think even just speaking about it helps for people to, now you can be aware of it because so when I first got into the coaching scene, it was like, I somehow fell into and was surrounded by people that were like deeply, deeply in the feminine, which is great and it's okay, but I started feeling like my masculinity was toxic and it was bad for me to work hard and that I was burning myself out, which I wasn't. I actually loved working hard, but they were like, oh, you work so much and these goals are too too big and like, why are you working yourself to the bone? And I fell into that and I immediately got deep into the the wrong side of of the feminine. And I think if I just would have had someone sharing the balance, like we are right now, I, I w- could have been aware of it. And I could have said, Hey, this isn't right. But I just thought I was the only one that was wrong. And that I had to stop working,
1: you know, well, if but... I, I would be double the rich if I had a fucking coin for everybody. It's like, <laughs> you're just so like, you're just not feminine enough. Oh, my yep. oh my dude, I my life was built off you know if you want to call it your masculine whatever call it your masculine but i call it my motivated feminine because i've never felt more empowered and sexy than when i'm working hard as a woman and i literally overpass and trump all the men in my life and i you know and i succeed everybody's expectations that had that anyone had on me because they thought a woman couldn't do this so if you want to call that your masculine whatever call it your masculine but i you know i'm so over the whole like victimhood uh feminine kind of thing like i'm not a soft little flower i am Mm -mm, a freaking what's the the one that clamp down and eat flies fly trapper yeah it's like it's like i'm fucking awesome but if you if you fuck with my flower yep you know yep
0: can i and i and here's the thing Like, I love that you just said motivated feminine. Like, I so I dress very – I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I have the puffies. My tits are out. Like, let's go. (laughs) I dress very, very feminine. But I am, like, the most masculine in the way that I just am as a person. And um, I love it. I love it. It's – I wouldn't want to be any other way. I want to be a Venus Fly trap, I think that's what they're
1: called. Yeah, I prefer it's, it's it that way. The Venus flytrap, but like I said, mm. I just think it's not appropriate for people to label that as you're in your masculine. i was like, I'm definitely not in my masculine, but I, you know, mm. if it means that I'm not the softest, most feminine little thing on earth, it's because I don't mm. want to be. Yeah. Like, I want my voice to be heard. I want to be loud. I want to be proud. I want to be be aggressive and claim my spot in this world and not let people walk all over me. I think that's a part of the feminine that needs to be reclaimed so hard.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So to wrap things up, I always ask this question at the end of every podcast. What would you say to yourself if you at your lowest point you know, whether just the lowest point in your life or maybe just the lowest point in your business or maybe when you packed up all your shit and sold all your shit. If, if you at that point, whatever point in your life was listening to the podcast right now, what would you say to her?
1: Fuck your fears. Like, fuck your fears. Like, your, mm. your fears are so in your head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the worst is not even the worst that could happen to you so that is just simple fuck your fears
0: I love it I love it (laughs) I think that's the title fuck your fears fuck Fuck your your fears. fears and I always like to give my listeners like a little baby step on almost every episode like the little baby step that we could give them to just be a little more fearless to reclaim their power to start stepping into you know this this uh boss-ass, co-creating version of them. If you could give them, like, one little thing to do today, what would that be? Be more fearless.
1: It'd be, what is that one action step that you can take towards the life of your dreams? If you want to mm-hmm. travel full-time, what is one day activity that you can go do right now mm-hmm. as, a, as a form of fun and, and travel? Can you mm-hmm. drive a couple hours away to go do a hike? What, like, what is one action step that makes you feel like you're already on the way to your dream life? Now, don't sit here, don't imagine it, don't watch those stupid little Jay Alvarez videos on fucking YouTube. What? Which, by the way, he was here in Tulum and walked right next to me, like, two days ago. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, hi! Um, Hi, Jay Alvarez! (laughs) He's much smaller in person than I would have thought. Really? Yeah, I'm just a large lady, so for me, I was like, interesting. But what, you know, what's one action step that you can take? If you, mm-hmm. you know, if here's, here's one that I did. I'm like, oh, I want to one day move around the world. That means I actually have to have a lot less shit. I want to do mm-hmm. a spring cleaning of things I absolutely do not need. Mm-hmm. Or, for yeah. example, you want to travel the world, but you don't have a passport. An action step is to go to your post office and get a passport. Do you have to go anywhere with it? No, but you're sure as hell going to fucking need one. So what are, what's an action step that you can take right now, this week, Or today in your hometown that makes you feel like you're on that path? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, girl, Mm -hmm. if you're not used to taking a day trip somewhere nearby to you, if you're not used to spending alone time, if you have hordes of shit you don't need and you don't have a passport, but yet you want to be captain travel the world, that doesn't match up to me. Um, Uh So what are those steps that you can take right now that lead you one teeny tiny bit closer to the dream life, even if it's like half a step? And
0: if you start feeling fear, fuck it. Fuck it. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Cool. Amazing. Like, honestly, if this doesn't light a fire under, under someone's ass this whole episode, I don't know what will because... I feel fire lit under my ass right now, and I feel inspired. So tell us then where can we see more of you? Where can we hang out with you? What do you have going on? How can we work with you? We just want more. Yeah, so tell right now more. you can
1: mainly find me on Instagram, and that's at Julietta Chiara. And then I have my mm-hmm. website, which is uh, JulietaChiara.com, and that's where I do most my sex blogging. Um, but, you know, now that I have free time and my own fire has been lit under my ass, I think there's Mm -hmm. going to be more things to come in regards to travel, to entrepreneurialism, things of that nature. So stay Mm -hmm. tuned. It's all coming together in its own time.
0: So I love it. And I'll link her, um, I'll link Julietta's Instagram and website and everything in the show notes as always. So you can follow her because she's so fucking fun to (laughs) follow as well. Like you're the funnest person on Instagram to follow. I'm just like. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. <laughs>
1: thank
0: you. Cool. Well, thank you so 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 much for being here. I feel so fucking grateful to not only have you on the podcast, but to call you a friend as well. And like, I, I, I hate that I'm gonna make you come back on the podcast, but I am. I'm gonna make you give me more of your time so we can talk about everything sex as well. But um, I just feel so grateful for this so conversation excited. that we thank had you for today. having
1: me. I'm so grateful for you, the audience, and obviously grateful for our our journey as we've come a long way to be sitting here on this podcast and doing talking about our lives and our and all our struggles and our hardships and our amazing parts so it's going to be great to come back on
0: seriously oh i love it okay i love you that's a wrap all right guys hi it's just me again and i hope you guys fucking loved that episode this is definitely one that i'm going to have to listen to it again for myself because me and Julietta were talking about it afterwards and, and just, you know, what we were talking about on the podcast. And, um, I mean, we ha- we actually haven't caught up in so long. We ended up talking for like three, like three and a half hours this day, you know, on and off the podcast. Um, and after we recorded it, we were like, damn, that was really just even the therapy that we needed. Um, so much that came out in that episode and that we shared, it even got me way more motivated in my own life and in my own business and, you know, really reflecting on everything and, um, yeah, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect for me and I hope it was perfect for you guys and I hope you enjoyed it and loved it. And if you did, please, please, please share it on your story. You can tag me and Julietta, her, uh, Instagram handle again will be in the show notes and, um, Yeah. Leave my podcast, a rating, and a review. Share this on your story. Share it with a friend. Give Julietta some love. Go follow her on her account. Um, And yeah, hope you guys loved that so, so much. And I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye.